Bienvenidos a Crónicas de la Raza. Welcome to La Raza Chronicles. On tonight's program for July 1st, we will go to Brazil and give everyone a rundown of what's been happening in the Copa with our correspondent in Brazil, Joe Antonio Rodriguez, who is based in Sao Paulo. We will also go to Noticias Sin Fronteras, News Without Borders, and get news headlines of the Americas and Latino issues here in the U.S., that's produced by Vilma V. And we will also bring you an interview with Las Cafeteras and some of their great music, talking about some of their influences and hear some of their songs. And we'll also hear the original poetry of Harold Tereson, Salvadoran American poet and educator. All this and much more. Stay tuned. You're listening to Crónicas de la Raza. We'll begin the program with updates from Brazil and then go to Noticias Sin Fronteras. Stay tuned. The second phase of the World Cup ended today. Only eight teams are still standing and sports commentators all agree that the next rounds will be as exciting or more exciting than the group stage. All the games in the round of 16 were filled with drama, talent and goals. Brazil beat Chile on the penalty shootout after a nerve-wracking tie that lasted 120 minutes. The Seleção did not play well and our South American neighbors almost beat us during the last minute of regular time when forward Mauricio Pinilla hit the upper bar. He even got a tattoo portraying the strike that almost led his team to victory. Under a drawing of the ball hitting the bar, it reads in English, one centimeter away from glory. President Michele Bachelet congratulated the Chilean players for their effort and a crowd in Santiago welcomed them back. Brazilians, on the other hand, are not pleased with the Seleção, even after the team made it to the quarterfinals. Besides committing many errors in the last match, players displayed emotional instability. Many of them cried when extra time was over and the teams went on to shoot penalty kicks. Team captain Thiago Silva, a defender who plays in France, asked coach Scolari to be left off the list of players for the penalty shootout. He claimed he was in no psychological condition to take part. Cameras captured Silva sitting on a ball, crying. Emotions are playing a big part on the field. When Uruguay and Italy played for their survival in the World Cup, forward Luis Suarez was the protagonist of the biggest controversy so far. He bit Italian defender Giorgio Chiellini on the shoulder in the second half. The referee did not see what happened and Suarez got away with the aggression. At least until the game ended. Two days later, FIFA punished Suarez by banning him from the World Cup and suspending the Uruguayan for four months. He will miss the beginning of the season in Europe. Uruguayan president Pepe Mujica criticized FIFA for the decision, which he considered too harsh. 
He said that Suarez was made a scapegoat because he comes from an underprivileged background. Yesterday, Suarez published an apology on social media, promising that he would never bite anyone on the field again. He has been suspended for doing that in two other occasions. Uruguay missed its best player and lost to Colombia by 2-0. They are out of the World Cup. The Cafeteros will face Brazil in the quarterfinals next Friday. Controversy and thrilling matches helped the Copa to reach a record. In fact, two records. It is the most talked about event in the history of Facebook with more than 1 billion interactions. That is more interactions than the Sochi Olympics, Super Bowl and Academy Awards combined together. And it hasn't even ended yet. The Brazil-Chile match is now the most commented event in the history of Twitter, with 389,000 tweets per minute and a total of 16.4 million posts. Next Friday, the quarterfinals begin. While the Copa is almost at its end, these last few matches will be the most decisive ones. That means that more unforgettable moments will probably come, and maybe more records as well. Maybe President Dilma Rousseff and the government advertising were right, and this will be the Cup of Cups. For KPFA's La Raza Chronicles, this is Diogo Antonio Rodriguez from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Buenas noches. This is Julieta Cruznid with Noticias Sin Fronteras, news headlines without borders from America Latina for the week ending June 29th. The segment was written by Vilma V. Argentina. The vice president of Argentina, Amado Budó, is facing an investigation regarding alleged illegal enrichment stemming from his time as the country's economic minister. The case involves a printing company that was awarded the contract to print Argentina's currency and also printed the materials used in the re-election campaign of President Cristina Fernández de Kirchner. A judge connected to the case stated that Mr. Bordeaux may have, quote, made business deals incompatible with his position as a government official, end quote. If convicted, Boudot faces up to six years in prison. <laughs> Venezuela. A blackout cut power to a large part of Venezuela, including its capital, Caracas, and its second largest city, Maracaibo, last Friday afternoon. The loss of power took place just after the president, Nicolás Maduro, was delivering a televised speech at a ceremony for journalists receiving a national award. President Maduro vowed to investigate the power outage thoroughly and objectively, noting that the blackout did not occur during the peak hours and characterized it as a quote-unquote strange incident. <music> Paraguay. Torrential rains have caused extensive flooding in Paraguay, leading to the evacuation of tens of thousands of people in the last week. 
The rains have destroyed crops, flooded homes, and blocked roads. In the capital of Asuncion, 75,000 people have had to move to higher ground to escape the flooding. President Horacio Cartes promised that his government will do all it can to support those affected by the flooding. Mexico. The Mexican government last Friday arrested one of the high-profile leaders of an Auta Defensa group operating in the state of Michoacán. José Manuel Mireles, along with a number of other suspects, were detained on charges of allegedly carrying weapons for sole use by the military. Mireles had often appeared in both national and international media explaining why the local defense groups had risen up against the drug cartels. Just two weeks ago, Fausto Vallejo resigned as governor of the state of Michoacán two years ahead of his term expiring. This has been a summary of some of the latest news headlines from America Latina. I'm Julieta Kuznir for Noticias Sin Fronteras and La Raza Chronicles. This news has been compiled by Vilma V. If you have a news item that you'd like to share or have us track, email us at lajazachronicles at kpfa.org.
Listening to Cronicas de la Raza, La Raza Chronicles. I'm Julieta Kuznir, and you just heard a really exciting, fun track by Las Cafeteras. Most people in the Bay Area definitely know and love Las Cafeteras because their shows just always pack the house and everyone is dancing and singing along and enjoying the music. But I'm really lucky to have David on the line with me from Las Cafeteras. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, hello. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. It's our pleasure because we're really looking forward to a show happening next week where you all are going to be at the New Parish, a very fun venue. So first off, let's just start off. What did they just hear, David? Well, folks, is heard La Bamba Rebelde, which is, you know, a really, really famous, I mean, it's one of the most famous songs, I, I'm going to say, in the world. I was in Vietnam one time, and, you know, a lot of folks saw that I was from the West, and folks wanted me to sing two songs. One of them was any Elvis song, uh, <laughs> and the other one was La Bamba, right? So La Bamba is really a song that's really known all over the world, uh, made famous by a, another Chicano from Pacoima. So then we decided to kind of play it, play with it, 
we started learning how to play Son Jarocho. So we wanted to kind of throw our, our Chicano mix and our Chicano experience into this song called La Bamba Rebelde. And so that's a song you all just heard. I know that everyone kind of knows and loves the song, but you all kind of rewrote it in many ways to include your own experience. You know, here in the Bay, the Son Jarocho community is really large. People love Afro-Mexican music. Everyone really appreciates uh, music from Veracruz and also is really appreciating this interesting mix that you all do. So when people ask, you know, okay, well, we, we're starting to understand Son Jarocho as a genre, you know, and appreciate this really rich, beautiful tradition from Mexico. How do you explain or how do you describe Las Cafeteras' take on Son Jarocho? Well, like I mentioned, we had started playing Son Jarocho and playing a lot of these traditional songs. And we, over the years, we started kind of uh, speaking to our own experience, right? And speaking to the Chicano experience, speaking to our kind of stories and our parents' stories as, as immigrants or children of immigrants which most of the bands are, we're all children of immigrants. And so we started kind of incorporating our lyrics. And then as that started happening, you know, we, we couldn't help but also infuse a lot of what we were listening to, you know, and what we grew up with. And we grew up with oldies. We grew up with a lot of hip-hop. We grew up listening to Tupac and Biggie. Uh, and so it was very natural and organic for us to kind of incorporate different sounds and rhythms into this kind of Afro-Mexican genre, right? And so we really think it's representative of, one, Chicanos, but also of the city of L.A. where we're from on the east side. There's just the whole world is there, you know? And you feel it, all the different influences, and that's what's really fun. I think a lot of people hear themselves, and Son Jarocho as a community fandango experience where people just tell their own stories and join in, and people are just jamming, it really lends itself well to the storytelling that just evolves to meet whoever's telling the story, whoever whoever needs their voice to be heard. So that's Las Cafeteras, and folks I know here in the Bay have always been really excited about your shows because along with being great music and really, really fun music, put so much energy and also your your commitment to social justice work and to building a healthier, more just world really comes through. And we feel it through the theater and through the call and response. So most of the band, really, your orientation is really rooted in, you know, justice work. So can you speak to how that has shaped your music? I think you kind of spoke on it as well as just being storytelling music, you know. And so folks have always been sharing their stories through art or different mediums, you know? And so this music, when we first heard it, we heard it at the South Central Farm, the struggle for land at the South Central Farm. And there was just so much happening that we directly correlated this music with being a part of the social justice movement. And I think that part is is very particular to here in Los Angeles. But if you look across the country, almost everyone that's playing Harocho music is part of some type of social justice movement. It's kind of really interesting. So we feel like we're a part of that tradition, yeah? But at the same time, we're also just sharing stories about ourselves, right? You know, we have one song, it's called Yame Boy, where we uh, speak to some of the experiences of, of our parents as immigrants and what they had to go through, having to leave, leave home when the children didn't want them to, right? It's a story, but it also becomes very political because it's a, it's a different way of telling a story, right? And it's a different narrative than the dominant narrative. So although it's not an intentional political act, it's a story that becomes political because it's, it's not the status quo, right? And so we speak to justice, we speak to 
kind of equality and, and all these different things, and they become very political. But to us, it's, it's our philosophy, right? That's what we continue to promote and continue to share with folks across the country, and especially the younger generation, right, is that another way is possible, right? We're very influenced by Zapatismo, and so uh, we believe that another world is possible, and so we're trying to embody that, especially through our music. And more importantly, through our music, I, I really believe it's the essence of what we're trying to do is I'm speaking to David Flores from Las Cafeteras. He is speaking about his music and the music of Las Cafeteras that's coming to town. People are going to get a chance to dance and see their friends and really enjoy and a lot of positivity next week at the show at the New Parish so people can check that out. So we're talking about some of the different social issues and some of the different life experiences that has shaped the music that you all create collectively. So speaking to that, you mentioned the, the farm, which, you know, I remember 2006, there are a lot of people here from the Bay that went down to really try to protect the space where people wanted to grow food and build community and imagine this other world. So that's one way, one issue that a lot of people from around the world really felt connected to what was happening in LA. And that story in LA told a lot of stories that and issues that were happening around the world. So continuing with the Zapatista theme, if we're creating a world where many worlds can exist, when you think about some of the other issues you all are tackling, you mentioned immigration policy, you mentioned families being divided. What are some of the other issues you all are currently tackling through your music? There was this one, there was this one guy that made a, a short video when he came to see us play. He was like, hey, I just saw this group, Las Cafeteras. You know, they talk about immigration. They talk about police brutality. They talk about gender equality. And that was just one song, you know? <laughs> and, and, and so there's just so many things to talk about, right? Like, like we really also, another frame of ours is not doing art for art's sake, right? Um, it's but to really tell a story and kind of, you know, back in the days, what they would say about hip-hop is it's really the CNN of the streets, you know? And so... 20, 30 years from now, when folks look back at the time and look at the art, right, you can really see and sense a lot of that we're living in challenging times, right? And there's a lot of issues going on, and we're in a very particular time in history, right? But that folks were also dancing through that and creating and, you know, inventing all these new things, right, and new ways to, to deal with them and create community, right? So there's just a lot going on, you know, over here, immigration, right? We're over here, it's a border town. And a lot of the Harocho communities are kind of participating in the immigration movement. But there's also folks more on, on the other side of the community that have been working with the Immokalee farm workers for a long time. So I think it's really spread out and folks are participating where they can, when they can. And I think it's been a really beautiful manifestation and a marriage between the social justice movement and this genre of music as well. So you all have had a chance to take this to the road and visit a lot of the United States and bring your music and the stories and the struggle of L.A. and of Chicano people to a lot of places where maybe it's not as easy to go see a group like Las Cafeteras that embodies the values that people hold in really important space. So what have you all been sensing and feeling as you connect with people all over? Oh, it's been, it's been such a beautiful experience to have the privilege to travel and play music, you know, and get to meet so many really, really dope people across the country and young folks and older folks. You know, we were in, in a small campesino town. I mean, oh, we're, we're, I mean you know Fresno, uh, but it was a little bit outside of Fresno. And these, you know, older ladies said, hey, before you play, we're going to play you a couple of songs. And they played these, like, amazing old school, like, songs from, like, the days of Cesar Chavez and how they were singing it. You know, it, it was a beautiful almost like um, 
I don't uh, intergenerational like uh, joining of forces, right? Uh, and so, and that happens everywhere we go. We met some really some dope folks in New York doing a lot of infusion with like Colombian music, Baku sound system. We just run into folks all over the place, and everybody is doing beautiful things, and everybody is part of of something. And and we've been very privileged to participate and get to know other folks doing other great things, right? And so. Although you see in the news that there's so much bad going on, right, and, and that's true, there is, but there's also so much good things happening across the country, and, and we've been very blessed to, to see that and be witness to it, you know? And that's something that will continue here in the Bay. You all will be playing with La Pelanga, DJ group that's Bay Area favorites, and yeah. you all will be, you know, bringing that positivity, and it's a time for everyone to come together and dance and celebrate victories and also enjoy the fact that it takes a lot of culture to cement and to continue fighting. So what are some things that you all hope that listeners or people that come out to your show or we reach all of Northern and Central California, so maybe there's some folks that, you know, all the way up in Sacramento and can't make it down on the weeknight, but what do you hope people understand and know about the work you all are doing? Uh, you know, I think since the very beginning, uh, the way we, when we were witness to this music and we experienced this music, one of the things when we saw folks playing this, we're like, wow, I want to do that. And not only that, but that I can do that, right? And we really encourage folks to, when they come to our shows or when they hear our music, to really have that sense, right? That one, I can do that, and two, like, I will be doing that. You know, I, I can participate, if not through music, through their art or their organizing or whatever way, you know, that, that they could be a part of this and they should be a part of this because there's so much to be involved in, you know? Since I know that Las Cafeteras does a lot of work supporting local actions and events and organizing that's happening to address different issues, is there anything you want to point us to in terms of keeping the eye on and connecting to more information? Uh, you know, uh, like I said, there's always a, a bunch of stuff going on. Something that comes up at the top of my head is, you know, uh, there's a lot of living wage campaigns happening right now, you know, and, and that's, there's so much of that happening. I, I know that's going on in the Bay. I, I remember in Seattle just had a really big uh, victory, and there's a lot of that stuff happening here in L.A. as well. And so I want to encourage folks to really think about this living wage campaign and how everyone can have a living wage and be able to feed their families and because people are, are working two jobs, right, and still not being able to afford food and, and, like, just a healthy living, you know what I mean? So that's one of the things that we're trying to help and support, and so I hope other folks kind of jump on that as well. So we're going to um, leave people with another Las Cafeteras song. So what song should we leave them with? Uh, why don't we play, uh, you know, I think the first one uh, was La Bamba Rebelde, and why don't we, we uh, jump into Yame Boy, right? I mean, we're leaving, we might as well... Uh, uh, Desperdinos con, con a song that uh, we wrote. And it's not a traditional song, but it's one of one of Cafeteras' originals. And it's called Yame Boy, and it speaks to that immigrant experience that I shared with a little bit earlier. And before we get to that song, so what are some of the instruments? So if people have never seen Son Jarocho before, what are some of the instruments you all will be playing at the show at the New Parish? What are some of the different things that people can expect to experience? With, with Jarocho, you know, we play, they're kind of their guitar-like instruments, right? Uh, Eight-string eight-stringed haranas, right, in the different sizes and different have different pitches. One of the most uh, popular instruments that we play is a quijada, and it's a donkey jawbone. And so everywhere we go, folks are, are really amazed that it's an instrument, right? It's a, it's a percussive instrument. And then there's this marimbol, which is kind of like an expanded version of a kalimba, that, and it's a real bassy, it's a bass instrument. 
And it, it's just so many beautiful instruments in the tarima, right? It's just a, a wooden stomp box um, that folks do the traditional dance with. Ooh, and, and you so all do not mess around. That's beautiful. And so tell people how the how that board becomes an instrument and how that uh, affects the music. Well, but back in the days, you know, when slaves were brought into the Puerto Veracruz, all the instruments were taken away, right? So folks, you know, you, you can't make someone stop dancing and communicating. So pe- people would dance with their feet, right? And they would dance on wooden stomp boxes. That became part of this music, and it's kind of the heartbeat of Jarocho, right? And so it's a really beautiful instrument, and not you can't see that very often. And so it's really a part of the, the African influence of this music. And so I think folks are really going to enjoy that. So now people have more of a sense of what they're hearing. They can maybe visualize these things, but they can actually experience them at the new parish and enjoy and take advantage of getting to have Las Cafeteras in town. So we re- definitely recommend people check out the show. When is the show? July 10th at the new parish. Okay, great. So people can can check it out and also see some great DJs. And we're going to leave everyone with Yame Boy. Muchísimas gracias.
This is Nina Serrano for La Raza Chronicles. Last week, I had a wonderful conversation with the poet and educator Harold Teresón. I asked him about his poetry. I'm, I'm a little obsessed with superheroes, and I always try to relate to them. I thought uh, I recognized a superhero song there. Yes. Actually, um, Spider-Man and Superman are the ones that I seem to um, use in my work a lot and how I define myself as an American through them. So the following actually is it's a look at Spider-Man and why he can't be from the area I grew up in or why he can't be brown living in Pacoima, California. And it's called Why Spider-Man Can't Be One of Us. Because he must walk to the always late tagged RTD buses on these dusty streets crammed with tired eyes, streaming of palm trees, pastel camel billboards, and hidden seamstress shops sewing designer clothes. Because I believe even though our first superhero, zit cover from burritos, Snickers, and french fries, will always escape to the Hollywood glitz, the cacti and we must stand alone on this side of this dilapidating city reminiscing of a past only rich men who will not look past their pockets remember. Because waiting 30 minutes for the bus downtown, he fantasizes how to pluck a redhead wearing a blue blouse this summer, clinging to the evening sea breeze. Because he must believe in his power through safety in his webs, living distant from his childhood street, battered by promises, their promises, and now his here in eddies of secret land grabs and water rights on this dry, hot corridor without skyscrapers blackening with broken dreams, we take our place among the lost, forgotten potholes, the men, women, and children dressed like him. Because he dresses like us, because he is ashamed, because he looks so much like us, he must jump off buildings, because he believes he can fly, because he is that American hero, that hero who must wear a mask to hide his identity. Very interesting how you bring so much popular culture and transform it in your poetry. Yes, actually, the poets I started, or I modeled a lot of my writing initially, was Sherman Alexie, and he uses a lot of pop culture in his work and, and the humor, and I try to emulate his style in that sense. Well, you've really succeeded. It's wonderful work. What else have you brought us? So the next one actually follows the Superman, the superhero trend. And it's the next two are about Superman. And the first one is an incident I had while trying to cross back into the U.S. after going to visit Tijuana with my parents. And it's called Clark at the Border, after Clark Kent. I have no blue eyes or mythic jawline. And although I've been told they came to life unexpectedly, like a comet incinerating the sky, all Superman and me got in common is black hair and a red cape. I am unable to dodge questions as venomous as kryptonite piercing my skin. Instead, I sit counting ceiling tiles and watch spiders swing out the window. I feel the fear swelling in my parents' prayers past the closed doors. If I close my eyes without crying, could I teleport in a crimson fleet powerful enough to make them understand I was born here. And you're listening to Harold Derison reading his original work here on KPFA. And what else have you brought us? A couple of years ago when I was driving down to L.A. with my sister, my dad loves to tell stories, and among them, he started telling me near Bakersfield about the time that my mom got caught up. She used to work the fields, 
And so she was swept up and was taken over back to Tijuana. And so he ended up telling the story. And so this is a reimagination of the story he told me. It's how I lost my teeth, which is, you know, in Spanish or Salvadoran Spanish, cholco means not to have any front teeth. So the title of this poem is called How Superman Became Cholco. Around the time the phone rang and your mom still had in return from Bakersfield, you tie two corners of a yellow towel around your neck. Isas, like the wind, you're around the living room, the kitchen, in the bathroom, up the table, on the walls. You ran so fast you disappeared in the backyard, except for el copete. It skipped across the top of weeds like a porcupine racing on a pogo stick. I tried calling El Coyote in Tijuana, but you reappeared and I couldn't hear the where or when ni mango con tanta bulla with your flying past the moon, past stars, moss, mukiwi, and bluto. While your dad unpacked your PJs in your red Superman fruit of a loom and x-ray eyes, you declared the house an evil-free area because El Superman is here. As I backed out of the driveway, you stood con la panza all out, barefoot, top of the sofa, hands to the air, up, up, and away, showing tus chiches and ombligo. And when you woke up the next morning to see your mom and dad off to work, you were all happy, cholco with all your missing teeth cradled in your hands. What a beautiful poem about such a really terrifying event where your mother was taken away. And he didn't tell me this story until like maybe 10 years ago while driving to L.A. And did you remember it? No, I didn't remember anything. I was probably around four, I believe, when that happened. But But you handled it so beautifully. You didn't mention the migra. You didn't mention any of the sociopolitical details, but they're all there. You know, that's that's pretty much the way he told it. He didn't re- really say, you know, La Migra or the INS showed up because my mom used to package carrots in Bakersfield. But he said nothing of that. It was more like, you know, this is what happened. And, you know, this is how you got your broken teeth. And it just happened that way. So From being like a porcupine on a pogo stick. Yeah, some of those I reinvented. But for the most part, it was reimagining what he said. I try to keep the tone of his story as close to it. Really skillfully done. Thank you. The following poem is called Hunting Isotes. And there's this flower that my mom used to cut from the nicer neighborhoods in L.A., like in Northridge or Granada Hills, and there's this floor called the La Flor de Isote. Do you know its English equivalent? I just remember it, it was just a stem growing up with little bells to the side. And she would make us run over to the nice neighborhoods. She would drive over and give us a knife and cut them up because... The flower to her wasn't just this ornament, it was actually food. And so she would make us go out there and like cut it off from the nice neighbor's house and then come back home and cook it, even though none of us would really eat it because we didn't like it, but she loved it. And this poem is based on In the Search of These Flowers. It's called Hunting Isotes. Towering Isote, lighthouse of the soul, in a sanded accord, six small feet jet out the door. Dancing flowers whose bells are white, cut down to a dish with a knife. Towering isote, flower of the soul, was the Virgin Mary just too bright in the pretty lawn, was cigarette dazzling in a dress of white. Towering lighthouse, savior of the soul, in a Monte Carlo, six small feet jet out the door. I like that one. Do you have another? Of course. I don't know how many of us are familiar with La Matanza in El Salvador, the 1932 massacre of about 30,000 indigenous and communists in a whole uh, array of uh, the peasant population. Uh, my grandmother was alive during that time, 
just before she passed away, we wanted to ask her what her memories were. She was suffering from health problems at the time, and her grandchildren who knew about that never, we were never brave enough to ask her about that, especially at the state she was in her failing health. So this is what I imagine she would have told us because she loves roses. Her whole, you know, she had a whole array of roses in her garden. So I asked her about this. This is what I thought she might say. When I asked her about it, Mama Licha would tell me about the tiny and lovely pink roses she loved back home instead. Hace tiempo un torito pinto y bonito se enamoró de la luna. Pero la luna tan linda y preciosa se enamoró del sol. Qué tristeza del pobre torito, brincando de estrella a estrella la siguió, pero ella en los rayos se unió con el sol al amanecer. Triste y cansado, el pobre torito pinto se sentó así en una de las estrellas. Sus lágrimas cayeron sobre todos los ríos y volcanes, y así se quedó en la estrella más alta, quieto, desconsolado, al escuchar del viento que el sol la abandonó embarazada al anochecer, el triste pinto torito se murió sentado en la estrella. Cuando la tierra comenzó a extrañar la sonrisa del torito pinto, tomó sus lágrimas y las hizo crecer como rosas de su pelaje. When asked her where these roses grew back home, she'd always say, por todas partes, por todas partes. It's such a beautiful poem. Do you think you could translate it on the spot for us? We know it's going to be a very rough translation. It's just such a lovely poem. So the translation goes, A long time ago, a spotted little bull and beautiful, he fell in love with the moon. But the moon so beautiful and precious, she fell in love with the sun. How much sadness for the spotted little bull. He jumped from star to star and he followed her. But she, in the rays, she unified, she united with the sun at dawn. Saddened and tired, the spotted little bull, he sat on one of the stars. His tears fell over all the rivers and volcanoes. And like that, he stayed in the highest star, quiet, saddened. Upon hearing from the wind that the sun abandoned her pregnant at sunset, the spotted little bull died on the star. When the earth began to miss the smile of the spotted little bull, she took his tears and made him grow like roses from his fur. Thank you. That was a little tough. That was tough, but you did it very well. I grew up in the 80s, so I have all these like um, 80s memories. And so this poem is called You Bring Out the 80s, and it's based on the form. The poetic form is based on Santa Cisneros, You Bring Out the Mexican Me. And this one is called You Bring Out the 80s in Me. The red leather jacket me, sleeves zippered with your name in me. Their senior dog, their senior hall dog pound woot woot in me. The cabbage patch dancing in me. The freaks come out at night in me. The breaking on cardboard dance floors in me. The message in me. The pet rock in me. The Saturday afternoon kung fu theater starting Bruce Lee on Channel 5 in me. The siempre en domingo con Raul Velasco in me. The aquanet and cha-cha hair proud, strong in a Suzuki samurai cruising Lower Canyon in me. The Rubik's Cube in me. The iced tea in me. The Pac-Man in me looking for the Miss Pac-Man in me. The little Mac with green boxing gloves trying everything but giving up in me. The dream of what you won't do, you do for love in me. 
the Lisa Stanfield in me searching for the I don't know why you've gone so far away and the NWA in me expressing myself before it was safe in me. The creased khakis, the flannel shirt, and the humming amyo puppet in me. The news of Challenger space shuttle in me heard over the intercom in Mr. Morgan's English class in me. The it's so hot out here we slept outside in me and don't worry because the night stalker has better barrios to stalk than Pacoima in me. The weirdy earthquake in me, the Homer Simpson in me, tormented like me over the blue hair, pretty young thing. Repeat after me in me, the nevermore in me, the Astro Smurf, the Papa and the Jerry Lewis in me. The choose your adventure book in me, the boombox in me, playing on the rainy day in me, to the empty window in me. The Timmy T, the Stevie B, wondering if I take you home. Will you still be the battlefield, the Berlin Wall, the Salvadoran War in me? The El Mago Gonzalez playing in Spain at the World Cup in me. The Fernando Manian Jaime Harin in me. The Donnie Moore won't strike away from the 86 World Series in me. The what goes around comes around Bill Buckner in me. The Lou Diamond Phillips lip sync of Udana at the telephone booth in me. The Converse Chuck Taylors at a Pele Shoe Cell in me. The Coleco Vision in me. The Mark the Rat Ratner in me. The Ducky dancing like it ain't no thing at the music store in me. The Al Pacino thinking he was out but they pulled him back in without an Academy Award for The Godfather 3 in me. The Poncherello, the Gloria Saldua, the Elui, the This Is For La Raza, the Poema de Amor in me. The Now Who You Gonna Call in me, the I Ain't Missing You At All. Since you've been gone, away, playing over and over no matter what my friends might say in me. Wow, that was the 80s. It was pretty much the 80s as I remember them. What else have you got there? So there's some rules that we grew up in in our family. And the hierarchy is that my mom rules all. So she set some rules by which we shall live under her roof. And this is um, what she might say. And it's titled, In Case You Forget. I did not give birth to you so you can play all day. Oh, no, you will not lounge around like kings and queens of Spain. I don't care how cute and young you think you are. You will get off your lazy ass and wash dishes, sweep the kitchen and living room, clean the bathroom, take out the trash, and cut the grass. Even if you need scissors to keep the grass short, you will not get bad grades at school because we did not cross borders risking our lives so you can chat all day with your friends and then come home with a B. I don't care, and I didn't ask how high you think a B is. You will go to college. You will not consider marriage or have a boyfriend or a girlfriend until you graduate. Let me remind you that if I say the sky is green, even if you see it purple, the sky is still green. Just remember, I got the iron cord, your father's sandals, and a whole lot of olive branches in the backyard if you think to say otherwise. And don't think reporting me to social services will change a damn thing because when I get out of jail, I will come back for you because there's no way you'll end up like us. Very powerful. Very powerful. You just heard Harold Teresón, poet and educator. On tonight's program, we want to preview an interview we're going to air next week with Dusa Clips from Bang Data. And we're going to play an interview that Elida Margarita produced for her program. And so we're going to leave you with this song. The song is by Bang Data. The song is called Curandera. Enjoy. Una vez un hombre me dijo, no hay razón para estar afligido. El mundo cambia, da vuelta el ciclo. Pon atención, vas a ver el camino. Una vez un hombre me dijo, no hay razón para estar afligido. El mundo cambia, da vuelta el ciclo. Pon atención, vas a ver el camino.
negué los consejos Mis oídos de conejo Para escuchar todo esto Dime dónde voy y a mi próximo peso Y los que tienen dinero ni miran esto Le vale nada Si la calle te jala quebrado sin lana Quiero ver tu mano para arriba Muévete, salte de la silla Mira este fuego que alumbra Una luz que tiene cada persona Venga para adelante curandero Si no tengo lumbre quedo ciego Cruzo la frontera sin miedo Como fantasma me desaparezco Doesn't mean I don't know how to make your body free Growing like a meadow in the concrete jungle Every step we take is like another memory Nowhere to run to We achieve all the tendency The many thieves in the temple Nowhere to run to Quiero ver tu mano para arriba Muévete, salte de la silla Mira este fuego que alumbra Una luz que tiene cada persona Venga pa' delante curandero Si no tengo lumbre quedo ciego Cruzo la frontera sin miedo Como fantasma me desaparezco Una vez un hombre me dijo No hay razón para estar afligido El mundo cambia da vuelta el ciclo Con atención vas a ver el camino Una vez un hombre me dijo No hay razón para estar afligido El mundo cambia da vuelta el ciclo Con atención vas a ver el camino Llama a los bomberos, llama a los bomberos, llama a los bomberos, esta rola 
Medusa, nosotros vamos a traer la mejor energía. Es como si tallaste una libra sin semilla. Si quieres una media, pregúntale a mi tía. Allá en otro piso, escuchando cristal con Trujillo. We like to eat on sound when love is around. Let's build it up like a cloud until it bursts and falls down. I'm on the point there with You've just heard the song Curandera by Bang Data, and you'll be hearing more from Bang Data next week on our program. You've been listening to Crónicas de la Raza, La Raza Chronicles. You can stay up on our news by liking our page on Facebook, La Raza Chronicles, at Facebook. And you can also listen to past shows or download us and listen to us on the go at our SoundCloud page, which is soundcloud.com slash La Raza Chronicles. If you have any segment ideas or would like to get involved with the show, you can always shoot us an email at lajasachronicles at kpfa.org. Thank you so much for listening. Muchísimas gracias y buenas noches. <laughs> <laughs>